Hi, I'm Ruby. I'm Emmy. And this is Ruby and Emmy. The way that I said I'm Emmy in episode six makes me want to crawl in a hole and never come out. I say it different. I think every single time it's like, I'm like singing almost. Hi, <laughs> I'm Ruby. So I'm going to let them know that we we say that every time. It's not like baked into our oh, intro no. audio. Yeah. It's like we start the podcast every time by that. Hi, I'm Ruby. I'm Emmy. And this is. So it's a little bit different every time. Listen, if you're uh, a consistent follower, a disciple, some might say, you would know. We need a name for our fan base. I have been thinking the exact same thing. Do you have any ideas? Nicole gave me a recommendation. Okay. Nicole's our photographer. Remy's. Okay. So here's my thing. Remy's is good because it's Ruby and Emmy combined. The only thing I think of Remy the rat from Ratatouille. That's one of my favorite movies. Motion (laughs) One of my favorite movies of all time. You're kidding. No, I love Ratatouille. I also love (laughs) Kung Fu Panda. I asked for Kung Fu Panda on DVD. Oh, Kung Fu Panda on DVD for Christmas in my adult years. (laughs) (laughs) I I am on the same boat. I love Kung Fu Panda with a burning passion. You know what other child movie I recently watched and laughed out loud? Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it it animated? No. Ace Ventura. No, but that is a good one. Um, I watched Pink Panther. Oh. And I'm not kidding. So I watched all of them. And laughed out loud. For our viewers, if you want just a little giggy, a little giggle giggle, head on over to wherever you can find Pink Panther and give it a watch. Okay, that's good. That's a good rec. Good rec. Um, so Remy is, I feel like our fans should choose. I, I, I don't want to so name them. So Remy's is, is one option. Yep. But like we say every yeah. podcast, follow us on Instagram, DM us, talk to us. Girl. And boy. <laughs> and the one boy who follows us. No, we have a couple. You're welcome. We actually don't know the gender breakdown. We don't know the gender breakdown, and I'd love to figure out our gender breakdown. We just have to pay extra on Simplecast. I don't want to, though. I know. It's kind of fun. It's like a mystery. Yeah. It's like, who's We don't there? know who we're talking to. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think if you have a good idea for the name of our listeners. Of you. Of, like, what do you want us to call you? And maybe it'll just come out over time. Yeah. That's the thing is we cannot rush it. Okay, should we get into it? Yeah. Emmy, why don't you freaking ask me for once? I always ask you to start. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad you said something. Thanks. Because it was making me uncomfortable. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was sick and tired of that. <laughs> okay, like freaking go then. Because you know why I don't? is because I, I did it one time and you criticized me. So oh, because like, you said it wrong. Yeah, let's see if you do it right this time. What's that smell in your week? It's really nice if you could say Ruby, comma, what's that smell in your week? Ruby, comma. No, 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 no. What's no. that smell in your week? Okay, whatever. You get the point, listeners. I like Remy's. what's I like what's <laughs> I like what's stinky better. What's been stinky in your week? Thanks for bringing it up, Emmy. Um, you know what? I've thought long and freaking hard about this. And I've thought about, I actually went through my text with Mary to see if I sent her anything about something bad that happened to me. <laughs> I, I went through my texts in our group chat with mom and star gossip girls mm-hmm. to see if I said anything. I went through my photo album to see if I took a picture of anything bad. And like, <laughs> really, I cannot, there's nothing drastically smelly in my week, which I'm really thankful That's for. That's amazing. But something did come up for me. 
Oh, yeah. When it comes to making dinners, I have no ideas. I have no direction. I have no motivation. I have no creativity. I make the same dinner every single time. What do you make? Spaghetti with red sauce and meat. So I'm in the same boat. Mm. Except for it's not just dinner. It's every meal. Well, I I switch off from two different lunches because I pack them for work. It's either a turkey sandwich or a yogurt parfait. And for breakfast, I have a protein shake. So I'm like so habitual. I have the same snack every day. I just ate it in your kitchen. It's a protein bar. But I want to like spice it up a little bit when it comes to dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to ask me about my week? What's in your diffuser? Ugh, I mean, you're good. You're quick. Um, in my diffuser, um, on February 7th, I hit one year of no mechana. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Also, I sneezed today and a tonsil stone flew out. That what the fuck? I, I didn't even know. Like, I thought tonsil stones were a myth. Flew out of where? My mouth. <laughs> I literally sneezed at me and I looked down on my comforter and I was like, <gasps> tonsil stone. That's disgusting. Yes, I'm sorry. I just got so sidetracked. But what does it mean to me? So I have an app that actually tracks my sobriety and... Something really interesting is it. there's a bunch of other users, obviously, and you can put in, in your milestones of like changes you've seen in your life. And the number one biggest change for people who stopped smoking and hit one year was improved relationships. And mm. through and fricking through, is that true for me? Wow. Like with my family, my friends, how I show up for people. There's just like a freedom to it. There's also now like if I'm having a tough day, not escaping that feeling Mm -hmm. by using a substance and actually having to like, okay, like let's figure out how to make this better, I think has made it so my bad days are so few and far between. I mean, that's... The listeners don't really know like your full mental health history, which we don't need to go into now. Maybe that's a different episode. I didn't even bring my paperwork, so yeah, that's like a lot. <laughs> but that's a huge deal. So super proud of you. Thanks, girl. Anywho, moving on from one year sober, really proud of myself. You can Venmo me. Congrats. I'm really excited about our new cover art. I think it's just made us a fish. We're For like sure. a business now. We're fishes in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my final, my final thing in my diffuser is none other than family movie night. We had family movie night yesterday for mi madre's birthday and it was so lovely and I brought a plus one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess Hinge is going really well for me. I brought someone <laughs> to meet my entire family. <laughs> Kidding. It was Mary. I brought Mary as my plus one, which is just so lovely because I mean, her sister's there. Jane, shout out Jane. Love that. Any freaking hoosies. Mm, I was about to call you Mary. Emmy, what's that smell in your week? What's stinky? Without a freaking doubt, it is the overwhelming feeling of not being good enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Starting off hot. Okay. Um, Dive deeper. <clears throat> what do you not feel good enough in? So essentially breaking it down to it's, it's mere bones. Right now it is... Um, centered around my job, which I felt many times throughout my life. But something that was that I constantly come up against is like imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome to the max. And like I'm too young 
or I'm working with people that have like a lot more experience, just like years yeah. under their belt. Yeah, you're too young, you're too hot. Like it's just like there's so <laughs> many little things in this work industry. Okay. And yeah. I think that what what starts to like weigh me down is the factual evidence of years of experience. And I can't fast forward to have more years of experience. But I was having a conversation with dad earlier today and something clicked in my mind that gave me a lot of comfort, which is that I can't fast forward and have more experience. Yeah. But that doesn't lose the amount of like credibility I can gain. You can b- gain credibility faster than you can gain experience. What I was going to say, <clears throat> which is crazy, me and dad are just on that same wavelength. Love you, dad. Yeah, you can't fast forward and gaining all those years, but you can make the years and the time that you have right now so great that by the time you get to the same amount of years that everyone else has, your credibility is off the charts. For sure. And also knowing that the people that have the experience, all I have to do is ask them. And if I ask more questions, I will gain their learnings from that experience. Yeah. It's like the more questions you ask, the more you learn, the less time it takes. Curiosity, confidence, and like hard work, which is what I've always relied on anyways, because I for a long time thought I was like dumb. <laughs> I was like, if I can just work harder than everyone and ask more questions, I will succeed. And I think that um, I just sometimes I lose sight of that, and this this week I lost sight of that for a minute, and it'll be it'll be back, but it'll all be fine. So that's what was smelly. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's sad. <laughs> that's why it's smelly. Yeah. No, and you're not dumb. I realize you're dumb that looking. now, which is funny because oh, the theme. I no, just I just heard what you said. Oh, the dumb looking. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> but like I feel comfort in working through those emotions mm-hmm. and knowing that um, they can't sidetrack me. It's like I'll have this for a moment. I'll work through it. I'll learn through this process for sure and I'll come out stronger on the other yeah. side. I read this somewhere and it changed my perspective. Emotions are meant to be travelers, not residents. Totally. Anywho's Emotions are fleeting. Yeah. But they are important. Emmy, what is your in your diffuser? In my diffuser is mom and dad's infrared sauna. Do you want to dive into that deeper or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I lived in New York, I would spend $65, get on a subway, go to a random little warehouse thing that had these tiny infrared saunas that were like new and fun at the time. And I would sit in there for not an hour, but 45 minutes and sweat my ass off and then go back in the subway. And now I can just drive over to my parents and sit in the nice, spacious infrared sauna as often as I want. And I, I, every time I'm in there, I'm like, I cannot believe this is, I could do this. I cannot believe it. It's really interesting because if you're calling that sauna spacious, I am imagining you in New York and like... A refrigerator box. That's exactly what it was. Huh. And also, just if you don't know what infrared saunas are, I just want to read off a few just really yeah, quick. Do it, do it. Improved skin tone, flushes out toxins. I feel like I haven't gotten sick because I've been infrared saunaing. 
improves cardiovascular function, pain relief, wound healing, boosts circulation, fights chronic fatigue, things of that nature. We haven't brought slang into the picture since episode two. Okay. And we didn't even use skibbity toilet. No, we didn't. For legal reasons, we had to move forward. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have slang and it was actually brought to me while I was at work and I was leading a retreat for fifth graders and a young girl came up to me at the end of the day and she said, quote, Ruby, you ate today, end quote. And then she added on, quote, you ate all day, end quote. (laughs) And I was like, yep, thank you so much. Thank you. Did I really know what she was saying? No, but I knew it was a compliment. She had that look in her eyes of just admiration. That, first of all, you ate is outdated. Like that, that's (laughs) pre-slay. So I'm just, I'm kind of like, when you bring up slang, the Gen Z in you is nowhere to be found. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A child brought this up to me. Like she's in it with the times. She's outdated. She doesn't have TikTok. Eight basically means they did that. Yeah. No, like everyone knows that. Okay, Emmy, (laughs) you try and figure out slang because it's a lot of pressure on me. I think a slang maybe to bring up right now is um, guillot. Uh, Like what in the world does that mean? Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. Guillot is goddamn hyphenated. Gadeen, gadeen, guillot. (laughs) How do you spell it? Giat, that's some good soup. Oh, G-Y-A-T, Giat. G-Y-A-T, let me write that down. G-Y-A-T. Giat. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> let me, here, wait, let me go on to Urban Dictionary. Anywhere you would say goddamn, you put in Giat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so short term for goddamn. Yep. And are you on Urban Dictionary? I am. Are you saying Giat? Bruce got a whole fatty. <laughs> exactly. Am I going to be able to use that naturally in a sentence during this podcast? No. When you see a pretty big booty female and that looks nice in your eyes. So it, it's it's for someone who is like slim thick. Giat. I was wondering why I kept hearing that when I was walking down the street. <laughs> so I I mean, I'm gonna say this right here, right now in episode seven. Say goodbye to slang because it's too much on me. Your slang always sucks. You My slang is with the times. Yeah, and the times stink. Skibbity toilet and now guillot. We can't even use guillot. I'm just trying to bring you up to speed on where your generation is landing. And I'd prefer you do that privately because now you're just <laughs> publicly shaming me for not being with the times. I just think it's funny. Yeah, we're all laughing. <laughs> God, I can't contain, contain my laughter. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you ate and Giat are out the tables. Um, <laughs> out the tables. I still can't get over the fact that you brought in you ate. I think after episode six, we owe our listeners an update on Hinge. Thank you so much. Wow, we're here. We're here and we're well. Are, are we? Are we well? <laughs> Listen, Hinge is going. It's going. Uh, have I gone on a date yet? No. Things are going. So here's the hard part about it. Um, a lot of her, you know how in episode six we reworked it so her true truths and a lie said that she had a podcast? That may or may not been the best route to go. Because I, yeah, I've now had a couple people, a couple men uh, come to me with reviews. <laughs> 
which as I actually love. Um, but they, and they're, they're probably listening to this right now. Hey guys. <laughs> um, Hey prospects. Y- you, you just learn a lot, a lot about me at a, a rapid pace. Right. And you also are getting me at my most authentic self because here I am with my sister who I've known my entire life. So it's, I don't feel the need to throw a filter on, throw any filter on. And it is lovely because it, it like you will find out if you're going to like me or not pretty quickly through our podcast. For sure. And it saves me time. But then it also is like, <laughs> maybe I would like to give like a little bit of a filtered version when you first meet me. Well, you'd like to be a little mysterious. I think we starting this podcast, you know, it's fun. It's fun and games. It's so silly. It's fun and games until your hinge (laughs) prospect is quoting your podcast and then potentially giving you feedback on it. Uh, Yeah. I, I personally think, and it's not your guys's fault. Okay. I don't want you to take any blame. But I think this is putting a damper on me finding the love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, Um, don't take this personally. Like, for example, just got a comment. Just listen to episode six. I said, you're kidding. What were your thoughts? Well, first, you guys are hilarious. I don't know what impression this Build-A-Bear gave you, but I am not a whore. Killed me. Quoted the podcast. Quoted. Gave you positive feedback. Which I actually love. And was that his first message to you? Yeah. Episode two was kind of all over the place and then it just ended. Episode three had more of a clear, concise direction. Wild to hear about your story about Fat Camp. <laughs> so is this the first message that man sent you? No, no, no. This is, this is a different guy. And he said, do you want a review in all or um, episode by episode review? And I said, episode by episode. Like the fact that these people don't know you and they're going episode to episode giving reviews. I mean, if anything, that's a validation that our podcast is doing what we ultimately wanted it to do. Reaching the masses. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, I, I like, I, I don't know if I like it. I don't, men yeah. know. I don't, yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I, I think I'd be uncomfortable. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really in between because like, if I first meet you, are you going to be like, so tell me about fat camp? It's like, I usually don't bring that up yeah. to people like until like we have some like grooving and moving. And I also yeah. think um, men are more comfortable with me because they've listened to the podcast. For sure. But I'm I'm not there because I haven't listened to a podcast about your trauma. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I just know what your hinge profile says. In in tandem, hand in hand, with I think this is ruining my chances of finding a boyfriend, I think I could find my husband from this podcast. Well, I was just about to say that. Like, screw hinge. <laughs> your husband's coming from somewhere. <laughs> And watch my husband the be the Belgium listener. Uh, <laughs> I would love imagine. that. Hey, we, we would make a TV show out of that, a docuseries. Oh, for sure. I think also we should just note that the fact that you feel uncomfortable that your hinge prospects are listening to this podcast really puts into perspective how like intimate we are on this podcast. Like f- n- freely, like nilly willy. We. <laughs> <laughs> Like we are sharing shit. Like and it's like you kind of don't put it into perspective that like anyone can hear this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I said that online. That is live and in stereo. 
That's recorded. Are we like talking ourselves out of <laughs> having podcast. a podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> the end of the episode is like, guys, it's been so great. Yeah. Um, seven episodes in. I'll never regret this seven episode <laughs> journey. We just did that whole photo shoot. Um, and also like me talking, like we just had a deep conversation of me one year sober. 100%. Yeah. Like I usually like wait a minute before. I know. Like we just felt like absolutely free to tell everyone and anyone that listened to this podcast about your inner workings of you being <laughs> a year sober. <laughs> Me and just like everything that's ever happened. Like even earlier you were saying like, we're not going to go into the whole history of your mental health, but like we would have. Oh, for sure. And we probably will. Yeah. Another episode. And like, I feel like I should reach out to my therapist and be like, Hey, is there something in with that? Okay. So I've already talked to my therapist about it. <laughs> So I was like, what, what is the, why do we naturally have a desire to share? What are you doing? I, cause I opened a message to answer my hinge questions. And then I realized I left, I left that man on red. So I had to go and leave him it. on red. I just went and fixed it. What I'm trying to say is I often question why we want to do this. Why anyone wants to share things on the internet and is it worth it? Is it just one big giant, for lack of a better phrase, circle jerk on everyone's <laughs> lives. And is it important? Is it necessary? Is it a waste of space and breath and people's... Emmy. Yeah. Take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, your hostility right First now. First of all, I already said all this. Now you're just hearing me. Yes, I understand <laughs> that, Emmy. So this is what this is what I want to wrap it up with. Okay, go. I think it's important to share. I think it's important to publish to express and to not only do it for yourself. Can I say something? Yes. <laughs> You're driving me nuts. Um, yeah, art has been around for centuries since the beginning of time. For some, social media is art mm-hmm. and the way of them sharing themselves, the aesthetic, the aesthetic they make for themselves. So art will continue to be produced and it will continue to change forms and meanings and mm-hmm. how it shows up in the world. But I truly believe that some social medias, like comedy is an art form. For sure. And we've seen different like Vine. Mm-hmm. That was a switch over for comedy of, okay, you have this amount of seconds, mm-hmm. make us laugh. Art is forever changing. And that's what I think social media is. And then there's also, for some people, it's their job full time. And for some people, it's not that. For some people, it's like this unhealthy... Obsession. Yeah. Yeah, you can be addicted to social media. And this might be subconsciously coming through from my, like, I'm not good enough. But like, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, why do, why should I do this? Like, why does anyone, why, what, what makes me think I can just pick up a microphone and because have a conversation? Because why not, Emmy? <laughs> that, I think that's when people ask like, why, why? Like, why freaking not? Right. What else are we going to, if we weren't doing this right now, you know what I'd be doing? Taking a nap. Yeah, well, we know that. The actual attitude coming from you right now. No, I think that this is good. I need to talk this stuff out. And it, it's no, naturally course. coming up from the hinge discussion. If you could just summarize your hinge, like from the last time we talked to our listeners, can you summarize your hinge experience? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm a little bummed. Hinge is really interesting. And the way you are trying to convince people that you are worth talking to and worth getting to know. Because I think when you meet me in person, it's a lot easier for me. But over text message, it's really hard. I'm I'm not a great texter. I don't know how to keep conversation flowing. Nat- like it's just, there's so much 
into it. And it's like, I don't want to have to convince you that I'm worth pursuing. And so I think it, it bums me out a little bit because you just want it to come easy. So you're just not liking the act of dating in general. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just now realizing that like the second you said that I was like, I could cry. I'm not good. I'm like, <laughs> I just, I want to be loved and I want to be in a relationship. Obviously everyone does. Okay. Hinge is just really freaking hard. You don't have to be on Hinge, by the way. I know, but it's also tricky because most people my age, um, like go out on the weekends and like go to bars and such. And it's not that I, I, that I don't have that option. I can easily go out to bars, but I really prefer having early nights in bed reading. And I also don't drink. So going out is, it's fun for the first little bit, but once you're surrounded by people who are like getting drunk, mm-hmm. it gets, um, it gets really lonely. I think that's the For best sure. way to put it. Like you mm-hmm. feel like you're on the outside watching this happen and you, if, if you, if you tried to go along with it, it doesn't feel right because you're not where they are. Yeah. And so I don't love going out. And if I do meet a guy when I'm out, it's like, he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, we didn't bring up pooping our pants last episode. Congratulations. That's huge. That's really big I'm for really us. Pro- I think that just shows our growth. When you think you can't get better, do better, you can. Emmy, and I just, going back to your smell of thinking you're not enough. <laughs> Look at that we didn't bring up shitting in our pants. And I, this kind of counts bringing it up, but it also, I'm just saying. No, we're not bringing it up. We're no. not bringing it up right now. <laughs> We're not like talking about the actual act of shitting yourself. <laughs> we are talking about us yeah. and this podcast and that phrase, shitting our pants. Yeah. Which I just have to bring up. We don't shit our pants. No, for sure. Yeah. No. And I actually, <laughs> I should probably tell everyone I've never actually shit my pants. Okay. That's a lie because a thing about when you're a child and you're wearing a diaper, like I'm talking about as an adult. Yeah, I'm also talking about as an adult. I've never shit my pants. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Okay, Okay. moving on. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking intro. (laughs) Today's theme is, you've all been waiting for it. Mm -hmm. Books. (laughs) (laughs) Books. B-O-O-K-S. We talk about books, baby. We talk about all the good things and the bad things that you read. We're talking about books. Um, so yeah, we are finally <laughs> we have finally come to the topic of today's episode. Um, I'm Theme. so sorry it took so long to get here. Talk about sidetracked, am I right, Emmy? Talk about needing to just get some things off of our chest and feeling comfortable with our listeners enough to do that. Okay, so I would like to start on books because I'm the one who brought reading back into your life. You brought reading into my life, period. Not back. It wasn't there. Period. So I randomly, <laughs> randomly <laughs> my therapist, she recommended a book for me called The Body Keeps a Score. It's a nonfiction novel about trauma. It's very interesting. I really recommend reading it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read. I'm going to sit down and read this book. I haven't, I haven't read in so long. From there, I read another nonfiction book, Come As You Are, which is about the woman sexual anatomy. If yeah. you haven't read that and you are a female listening to this, that's your homework. 
I finished those two nonfiction books. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from them. And randomly, I decide, you know what? Maybe I'll jump into romance. <laughs> <laughs> I read all eight of the Bridgerton books. And then mm-hmm. I read A Court of Thorns and Roses. This book altered my life in the way that now fantasy is by far my favorite genre. Sarah J. Moss, besides my mom, is my favorite author. I Reading is my only f- true form of entertainment. Like I can watch TV shows, movies, but nothing does it for me like reading does. I, it has altered my life. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I read 41 books in eight months. I went from not reading a single thing Two books, like nonfiction books, to then I couldn't stop reading. <laughs> I get excited about my Kindle. I get excited about books getting delivered. I made you read A Court of Thorn and Roses, passing the mic to you. So, yeah, Ruby was reading A Court of Thorn and Roses. I don't know. I call it Akatar. So, we're going to call it Akatar from, from now on. But um, Ruby was reading Akatar and. I didn't think anything of it. I really didn't think anything of it. And then she's like, just read it, just read it. And I was like, you know what? Why the hell not? Like, I'll just read, I'll just read the first one. And a few other people were reading it, Mary included. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll do it together. There's five books in that series. Yep. I read all five books mm-hmm. in like a month and a half, maybe. Yeah. And it absolutely changed my brain chemistry. Yeah. Like significantly. Yep. And like I, I, I said this in a previous episode, but I really didn't, I never read. I like spark notes to everything. I just didn't think I was like, I always, when I was reading in elementary school, all I was thinking about is how fast everyone else is turning the pages and I would just turn the pages when everyone else did. Like I, my comprehension and reading skills were at an all time low. Yeah. I was like in every single reading special group <laughs> Ever, you know? Yeah. I also couldn't see for a long time because um, I needed glasses and I didn't have them. And so I wasn't until like third grade. So I was behind in reading. Yeah. Again, this goes back to me just feeling dumb. Yeah. But it all, it all stems from the same place. Really, this whole episode's about me feeling dumb. Yeah. Keep going. And we'll get over it. Um, yeah. So being able to read all five Akatars, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like something changed. And they're not... The first one the first one and the fourth one are small books, but three, four, and five are like chonks. Yeah. And I also never read fantasy in my life. I didn't even really know, like, I guess like Harry Potter vibes. I, I love the films of Harry Potter and I've read a couple of the Harry Potter books. I'm a huge... I'm a Hufflepuff. Stay strong. I was the same. I'd never read fantasy, but I had finished the Bridgertons and I had bought the A Court of Thorns and Roses book a long time ago. Oh. And it's been sitting there getting dusty. And so one day after I finished the last Bridgerton, I was like, I'm... And Bridgerton is a historical romance. So I was like, I don't know if I'll like fantasy, but... I'll give it a whirl. What I love about fantasy, very similar to sci-fi, which I love sci-fi, yeah. is the world building of it all um, is such a imagination flex, like really a muscle in your mind to yeah. like have to build these worlds in your mind. Yeah. I just love that. I love that. I like can't even put into words what reading is for me because it's, I think the thing I love most about fantasy is it takes you out of this world. Yeah, there is something about like being able to escape and it feeling healthy. Like it's very rare to find a way to quote unquote escape and it be healthy. <laughs> anyway, so I've, I've been reading a lot of fiction and the book that I read after Akatar is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. 
that when I think about that book, I see it playing out in my head. Like I see all the main characters. I see like everything about it. Like it was a TV show. Yeah. The reason I rated it five stars is because it was such an emotional journey for me. And I thought about the characters for an extensive period of time afterwards. Yeah. Like cause sometimes you'll read a book, which happened. Like I read a book in January that it was like, ugh, whatever, but yeah. I like want to finish it. And like the, the character, you close the book, the characters are gone. But like when you close the book and the characters exist for a long time, you're like, oh, damn. Mersey, my girl Mers, for my birthday, she got us a hotel room at this super cool hotel in downtown Minneapolis mm-hmm. with a rooftop pool. And we went there, spent the whole day reading in the pool. We went to this amazing Italian restaurant. I love Italian food. We came back. It was like nighttime and people, we got like drinks at the pool. I was drinking at the time and we just drank and like all we did was read and eat food and have fun drinks, slept and went home. And it was the best birthday present she could have ever given me. That's such a nice gift. I know. I feel like that's definitely something your hinge profile people are going to be, they're going to be taking notes. And just because we were talking about hinge and me finding a boyfriend, People talk about book boyfriends Mm. and I truthfully think that with the amount of books I've read, it is starting to form an unattainable man (laughs) in my, (laughs) my vision. Like truthfully, cause, and also they way the way they explain love and the feelings that come with like kissing and all of these things. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like it's so intense. It's, overpowering it is fully consuming and so now when I'm like looking at love and relationships and everything in between I'm like I think I messed up (laughs) (laughs) I think I've read too many a book um about men who are like six five fully muscle dark hair have wings. I don't know. It's just like those little details. That For sure. By, yeah. I mean, it's it's not unlike, you know, it's dramatized. It's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a TV show. Like when people have celebrity crushes, mine just happen to be men I've made up in my mind. I'm actually surprised that we didn't talk about our book crushes in the last episode. I know. I will say, yeah, I'm glad that I wasn't into reading... <laughs> As much as I am now, while trying to find my your person future husband for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough. It's tough, and because like I've always wanted, you know, you have that dream of like that the big guy who takes care of you. Like, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. It's just really tricky. It's tricky for me to set those standards aside. And move forward. Well, I don't feel like you have to set them aside. I feel like it's just had to be realistic about a few things. Whatever you want, you will attract. Peter Pan's at my door tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. For, for sure. <laughs> that makes sense. So I also recently saw, because we read a lot of enemies to lovers. There's different tropes, like enemies to lovers or... Friends to lovers, enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers by far, by far my favorite. Yeah, but now you know that trope and it's like, 
oh, here we go again. Like you already know exactly what's happening. Like no. in Throne of Glass, I'm like. When I, I'll tell you right now, you don't know what's happening in Throne of Glass. <laughs> no, I actually don't. I'm like 40% in and I'm still That's fuzzy. the beauty. So it's an eight book series, Throne of Glass. And I never knew what was actually going to be happening. Hmm. You're in for a journey. Back to what I was saying with the tropes. I've seen like a lot of memes on TikTok of girls and it's like I couldn't be drafted for the army because if someone put a gun to my head, I'd be like, oh my God, is this my enemy's delivers? <laughs> <laughs> is it and happening? That's so true. Um, so yeah, I think books have all in all made my life so wonderful and also made finding a boyfriend, a little trickier. Fair. For me, reading has just become like uh, an outlet that's just for me. And maybe that's why it's hard for us to even like have this conversation because it's like, oh, this is really nothing more than just like a true thing that we do for ourselves. It's, yeah, we we talked about it so much of this buildup of like, oh God, it's going to be its own episode. It's got to be its own thing. So we have so much, I have so much to say about it. But when push comes to shove... That's private, babe. (laughs) That's for me, myself, and I. If we're talking about books, we have to. We have to talk. Our mom wrote a book. Its title is Velvet. And it is about a 16-year-old. Her name is Velvet because she was conceived in the back of a Cadillac with velvet interior. I will say something that's so cool. Not only reading that book because our mom wrote it. But she has a beautiful way of writing in a way that makes you feel like you are actually there. Like when she- Yeah, she's super um, descriptive. Yes. There's a scene of a first date or like kind of figuring out you like someone, how awkward that can be. And like, you're so aware of their movements. Like every, like if they take a deep inhale, you're like clocked. I got that. Yeah. And she writes it in a way where you- I like felt like I was with Velvet. Totally. So if you if you want just like a a beauty like a just a good read, read Velvet by Heather Velvet Stroman. By Heather Stroman. It's on Amazon. You guys reading? <laughs> <laughs> no other words. No words. <laughs> <laughs> the nervous laugh. I feel like slap happy. I oh Amy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode seven. It's been a joy. Um, We appreciate the space to talk about our feelings. You make our world go round. And we love you. Love you. Miss you already. to bring this up that eye roll literally solidifies what i'm about to say your attitude today (laughs) first of all i talked about how i was feeling you're driving me nuts (laughs) you're driving me nuts